1: This is Juntos We Shine, a podcast about inspirational people who lift up and nurture their communities in visionary ways. How did you say to yourself, you know what, I
2: want to become a scientist? It's pretty much like pursuing being curious as a career. So getting paid to be curious. I think that that's just incredible. I love seeing how your
1: eyes like brighten up when you talk about viruses, you know, like you, you, you really love what you do. Hello, I'm Andrea Cheriak. Welcome to our series, Juntos We Shine, powered by Target. Kelly and Jurado made the bold decision to pursue a career in an area where women, especially Latinas, are virtually invisible. We're talking about science and specifically the elite field of microbiology. Kelly started dreaming big while she was still a child in New Mexico. Today, the 31-year-old has a PhD from Harvard and a new dream job at the University of Pennsylvania. Her accomplishments and the lessons she learned on the way to the top of her field have inspired her to ignite the same passion for science among other minorities and women. Today in Juntos We Shine, we're excited to share Kelly and Jurado's amazing story, a story of determination and optimism. Welcome Dr. Jurado, I am so excited. To, to learn more about your story, and I'm sure you're gonna inspire everyone who's listening to us right now.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Please call me Kelly.
1: Okay, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell me a little bit about your story because you've done so much in such little time you're 31 you're like me
2: (laughs) so i was born and raised in uh, southern new mexico and i come from a mexican-american family and we're really people of new mexico i have great 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 grandparents buried in the lands of New Mexico, Um, but except my grandfather on my father's side, he immigrated from Chihuahua, Mexico, and uh, he really lived the American dream. He initially started out as a farmhand on a local farm, um, but he eventually saved up enough that he was able to start his own business and have his own farm, and my family still farms that today. What did he farm? Chili peppers, and my family still does chili peppers, specifically um, cayenne. So I'm really lucky that my dad uh, sends me green peppers um, at least once a year in order to store, to keep me throughout the year. So being able to have them like during a rough time or whatever is really great because it brings me back. Yeah, you're (laughs) used to that spiciness. Exactly. That's awesome.
1: (laughs) I know that your grandfather is very important to you. And as a kid, you know, you spend a lot of time with him. And that even though he couldn't read or write, that he was always like, Kelly, you have to go to school and I want you to (laughs) apply to
2: you know, New Mexico State University. So ever since I was in elementary, he was asking when I was going to be starting school there. And, and of course, at that age, I would just laugh or roll my eyes depending on what <laughs> mood I was in. But um, but uh, his persistence worked out. So I eventually went to school there. And it was the only school I applied to just because it was so ingrained That's uh, in me that I was going to go there. So. That's incredible. That's
1: incredible. <laughs> She's way too modest to tell you that she graduated first in a class of 4,000 students from New Mexico State with a degree in microbiology. And I know that you saw that your dad worked really hard, and you told me that, you know, he did get an education, but he was kind of, he didn't have choices. He wanted something different for you, right?
2: Yeah, definitely. I was really lucky to have him as an example. I was able to see how his hard work turned into satisfaction. And really, he taught me that in order to find happiness in your work, that you really needed to combine, like, hard work and passion. And it's really been foundational to my pursuits of my career, as well as my studies, and I've been really blessed that I'm able to, because of his hard work, now decide what I want to pursue as a career.
1: Right, and that you're doing exactly what you love, which is amazing. (laughs) How did you say to yourself, you know what, I want to become a scientist, and I want to discover new viruses, and
2: how did that come about? Yeah, initially, that is not the track I was pursuing, just because I didn't know that it was available. And I didn't find out until I actually college, and and I was able to volunteer in a research lab. And um, it was really the mentor of who I worked with that opened my eyes up to the practice of science and that you could have an observation, make a hypothesis for why that observation is happening, and then try to test it and, and see if it was right or not. And then if it's not to go back to it, it's pretty much like pursuing being curious as a career. So getting paid to be curious. I think that that's just incredible.
1: So she decided to aim high and applied to the best place where she could satisfy her scientific curiosity, Harvard. Having grown up in New Mexico, she was shocked to find that she was the only Latina in her doctoral program. From there, she went to Yale for a postdoctoral fellowship. I know that for you, it was at the beginning, it was hard because you started doing what you loved. But you also doubted yourself because it's a competitive, you know, industry and it's... Uh, predominantly male.
2: Yeah, yeah. I felt like there were experiences that were making me feel like I didn't fit the mold and was not going to be successful. But I was very lucky to meet a new mentor who came into my life that taught me how to navigate these situations.
1: On Instagram, I see that you're always all about positive, you know, reinforcements and like really cool quotes. I'm going to read one to you that really caught my attention. So you can explain to me a little bit about why you live by this. And it's set a goal so big that you cannot achieve it until you grow into that person.
2: What do you mean by that? I think it's really important to, in order to challenge yourselves, to set goals that you think are just beyond the limit of your capability. That way that you really grow as full as you can be. That quote um, happened to, I happened to post that whenever I was starting to apply for my faculty position just because I saw this goal and I was like, am I really ready? But then- um, You were pregnant and, and you were like all these things and that, and all you know- these things were happening, yeah. Um, but uh, I realized that's what I want to become. So in order to do that, I needed to initially set the goal and then figure out the way to, to do it, so. <laughs> and you achieved
1: it. You literally just started a new job This month, right? (laughs) Because you became Presidential Assistant Professor of Microbiology at the University of Pennsylvania. That's like, wow, that's amazing.
2: Yeah, it really is a dream. I'm very lucky, and the department is so supportive, so I'm very, very happy to be where I'm at. And she gets to head her very own laboratory. (laughs) So what are you
1: doing there exactly? Like, What kind of viruses are you discovering now?
2: I work with emerging infectious diseases, so um, my past work has been mostly in Zika virus, but I'm hoping to um, also uh, dive into another. It's normally a respiratory virus, but now it's causing um, some nervous system damage.
1: This scary virus she's investigating is called D68, and it could cause some of the same complications as the one for polio. So trying to understand how it's doing that is,
2: is really That's interesting incredible. to me.
1: And it's something that like, I feel like most of us don't really think about until you're like, like now that I'm pregnant, you know, I'm like, oh my god, Zika, like it's it's so important and we need to be educated about it. Yeah,
2: yeah. Right? Especially with emerging diseases because they they're popping up all the time and you, you yeah. we don't know anything about them and so we have no way to know how to combat them. So understanding how they're causing disease is I I think really exciting and really important as well.
1: I love seeing yeah. how your eyes like brighten up when you talk about viruses, you know? Like
2: you 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 really love what you do.
1: And you have a five Month old baby. Yes. And you're married. (laughs) Yep. Do you feel now more pressure as to, like, you know, discover more and know more about viruses now that you're a mom? To a baby girl, five months, and you, pro- you know, you you want a better future for her, so you're probably like,
2: no, definitely. I mean, just um, speaking about the norovirus D68 case, where yeah. it's it's affecting um, children and um, and parent, it's really devastating because parents um, see their child have like flu-like symptoms and then suddenly become paralyzed, and that's really awful. I can't imagine that that would happen to my daughter. So I want to make sure that we are able to understand how it's doing that, and so that we can try to figure out um, how to best combat it.
1: What's the most rewarding part of your job? Because I mean, I I don't know much about science, yeah. but I see what everything that you've done and I'm like, wow, this is incredible. I know you work like 70 hours a week, craziness, but what is it that like
2: triggers you and you're like, you know what? This is amazing, like this is so rewarding. <laughs> I think there's two different parts that I gain a lot of happiness from. One is of course the discoveries. In science, there's a lot of failure just because you're pursuing the unknown. So the nature of the game is that there's gonna be some failure. And so after days of failure, finally getting that result or that insight is just so rewarding and pleasing. So that's definitely one of the things that keeps me going. And the other thing is uh, being able to teach others. So one really awesome thing about science is that it involves a lot of teamwork. You're teaching other people and you're learning from other people. And really, like, cultivating that learning process together is just so fun.
1: (laughs) I mean, now that you're talking about trial and error and, like, how it's a lot of, like, it might work, but it might not. Yeah. It must be frustrating, too, right? Like, it's not like
2: you're going to discover something every day. So how does that not offend you personally? Like, (laughs) oh, my God, today didn't work. Yeah, no, for sure. So a lot of times I'll do several projects at once. So that way, if some of them aren't working, at least... Hopefully one will be and then I also like try to find happiness in the small things. So even though the result might have been negative, at at least the technique worked. So I'll I'll find happiness in that. So (laughs) it's just different trying to To see the big picture, exactly. Yeah. So
1: you're married, Kelly. Um, You're 31, like me. (laughs) And you're married to a clinician. So, like, that must be insane. Because I know I'm married to a doctor, and sometimes I'm like, I never see him. How do you manage your time and the baby? and, And do you guys talk a lot about, like, Work and viruses and medicine, or
2: yeah. So he is super busy, um, and we do talk about work, but we we try to try to not talk too much about it. That way, that we have lives outside of work as well. <laughs> yeah, it must be but- hard because you're
1: you're. Pro- I'm I'm sure he's like your biggest fan. And oh yeah,
2: he's been so supportive throughout this entire time. Um, he's he's my rock. So <laughs> really lucky. Where is he from? Uh, so he grew up in Florida. He's half Haitian and half Corsican. So a really. beautiful... Beautiful blend of, of culture. Um, and yeah, he's, he's incredible.
1: You were telling me backstage he's into the spiciness of the. Of the- <laughs> Of the peppers, right? Yeah, yeah. You have him
2: trained. <laughs> exactly. Well, he actually already liked spicy food before yeah. I met him, so it was something that we caught That's when you knew it was together. the perfect exactly. match. Exactly.
1: <laughs> but I want to mention something, and I know you're probably like, please don't, Andrea, but I have to because I think it's such a great example. I mean, you have always had volunteer work on your agenda from day one. Like, you could be working 70 hours and I'm sure reading many books and studying and you always had that like as a priority. Why was that so important to help high school students along the way when you were doing your grad program?
2: I made a commitment to myself very early on because I realized how important other people were in me pursuing my trajectory that I would help others. And so I've tried to stay true to that commitment, regardless of how busy I am, and trying to be the person that I wish I had at that stage. So someone who can show them that this is a possibility. So that I always give all my information at the end of every lecture that I give, hoping that someone will write it down. And maybe in three years, I'll get an email from them asking, hey, can you look at my personal statement? And when that happens, it's going to be incredible because because that's what I want. I really want to help these students, so. (laughs) Again, since she's too shy to tell you, I'll do it for her.
1: Kelly was actually featured as a hometown hero in the Hartford Courant for her incredible mentorship. I feel like if everybody, you know, had that mentality of helping, like the world would be such a different place, you know? Like, I feel like women either are very much like you, supportive, and you always have that person that maybe helps you get the next opportunity, but there's also that sense of, I'm threatened, you know, and I don't want. So it's beautiful to see how, like, you know, you at a young age are really inspiring minorities and women, you know.
2: Yeah, but I really credit it to having the mentors who 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 taught me this. Yeah,
1: Kelly. Speaking of mentors, we're gonna take a quick break, but when we come back, we're gonna talk to somebody who's very special to you and has guided you through the hard times, Dr. Akiko Iwasaki. On our next episode of Juntos We Shine, powered by Target, meet Lisa Aldrich, who says helping others is in her DNA. She's spreading love and optimism to women who've fallen on hard times. Welcome back to Juntos We Shine, powered by Target. We have the pleasure to speak with Dr. Akiko Iwasaki, who was Kelly's postdoctoral mentor. She's on the phone with us from her own laboratory at Yale University in New Haven, Connecticut. Welcome to Juntos We Shine, Dr. Iwasaki. How are you?
0: Great. Thank you. I'm really happy to be part of this.
1: So what did you see in Kelly when you first met her and, you know, she approached you? What did you see that made you realize this girl's going somewhere?
0: What I noticed about her is that she's very determined. Uh, She kind of identifies what she wants and she goes for it. And I really... um, admire that about Kelly. And so when she approached me to um, join my laboratory, I was thrilled. And I know that you
1: guys have similarities because you yourself, Dr. Iwasaki, uh, started at a very young age, you're from Japan, but you migrated to Canada because you wanted to search for these
0: opportunities. That's absolutely right. Um, So I grew up in Japan until I was 16. And uh, I knew that in order to pursue a career in science, Um, staying in Japan was not an option for me. And so I wanted to go out there and explore the world. And um, that's how I ended up in Canada.
1: Why is it so important for you to to help all these girls and just new generation of everyone who wants to to become a scientist?
0: Yeah, I think that women and uh, especially women of color Mm -hmm. are not often given the same opportunity. And I feel personally responsible for promoting women uh, especially of underrepresented minority to be more prominent in science and uh, Kelly has a spectacular track record before joining my laboratory and she basically joined my lab and within about three months had a result that was um, already publishable Hmm. and um, it's just amazing her energy and her commitment to science and her passion to uh, figuring out how nature works. It's really inspiring from my end as well. I learned uh, so much from her, interacting with her. Um, In particular, I learned that individuals who are uh, from different backgrounds need different kind of mentorship. Mm -hmm. And that not, it's not a cookie cutter thing. She's an unbelievably accomplished individual and yet she doesn't have the confidence that usually goes with it. So I had to be the one to shine light on her accomplishment and encourage her every step along the way because she, (laughs) if I had her track record, I'd be very confident, (laughs) you know, but um, she's a very humble person and I had to kind of really show her uh, who she is and what she's capable of and what she is capable of doing in the future. And then she saw the light Sometimes you really need a third person to kind of show you how that works. And I was um, fortunate to be in that role with her.
1: How was it working with Dr. Iwasaki? What are you, you know, why are you so thankful for this woman who took you under her wings and showed you
2: her world? Yeah. So I am extremely grateful for having Dr. Iwasaki as, as my mentor. So she saved me from a, a pretty gloomy time when I was doubting my ability to continue in science. I was actually actively searching um, for other positions outside of science because I just had some experiences that made me feel like maybe I wasn't going to be able to continue on. But she saved me and is such an inspiration, um, not only just to be able to interact with her and watch her succeed in her own way, but also how she mentors and how she really helps me navigate my career and push me to be more than what I thought I could be. So I wasn't actually looking for faculty positions, but she was the one who told me, encouraged me to, to do so. And then I was concerned because I was pregnant at the time, but she told me that that shouldn't be an issue, that if I want to go to a place that is uh, is is supportive, then they should be supportive of me at that point as well. So she's really just been so instrumental and uh, in my career, and I couldn't be more thankful for her, Dr. Iwasaki.
1: As you can tell, she's totally, you know, thankful to you, and she's so humble. Like I met her today, and it's like she doesn't like to brag about herself or say, you know, she doesn't <laughs> like to say all the beautiful things that she's she's achieved.
0: Absolutely, and so that's my role. <laughs> is to that's brag your role, right?
1: That's why I love having you on the show because you get to tell me, you know. Everything with details.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm very happy to do so. Yeah, Kelly is really special. And I think um, we need more women like Kelly to be out there and visible and um, for people to look up to. Because a lot of the times what happens is that girls don't have a role model. And they don't see scientists um, that look like them, you know, in um, successful positions. So, having Kelly become a uh, professor in a very prominent university and, and sort of being out there and serving as a role model is a hugely positive thing for women in general.
1: Yeah. It's, it's amazing, and I I can tell you, speaking from, you know, myself, that I, I'm not in science or anything, I also have somebody like you, a mentor, that's helped me and guided me, and it, for us, it makes such a big difference, so thank you for what you did for Kelly, and, and what you're going to, I know, continue to do for other girls. And I feel like now it's like a domino effect, because you guys are inspiring,
0: <laughs> right? You guys
1: are inspiring women everywhere, and I think that that's the mentality that we all have to have, you know, to, like, kind of... Roll over the good, the good feelings, and the good, you know, effect of, of the support in the system. Because sometimes you don't see that very often, especially in such a competitive industry.
0: Absolutely, and I think you're right um, that the industry itself uh, is very competitive, and often what we find is people trying to push down on each other in order to rise up. Right. And I think that's a fundamentally uh, wrong approach. And uh, I'm very, you know, happy to be one of the agents of change in that matter. I have a Twitter account that I um, often uh, tweet about issues related to women in science and how we can help to promote um, women as well as um, underrepresented minority.
2: Thank you, Akiko. Thank you, Kelly.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Andrea. Thank you. (laughs) That was so inspiring, and that's so great to hear, you know, that there's people out there that aren't even part of your family, but they believe in you, right? They Yeah. You have that support there.
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Her impact in my life is just incredible. And, yeah, I see her as family. (laughs) Honestly, I owe so much to her. She has definitely just had such an impact on on my life and career and um, is such an inspiration to me and to others. So I know that for you it's really important to, like, you know, promote diversity
1: and you're all about Latina power. You have it on your code and on your Instagram.
2: And why is it so important for you to like really put it out there? What it means to me is, is it's a, it reminds me of where I come from and the characteristics that my father and grandfather did and mother and everyone else um, of working hard, of combining passion and hard work in order to find satisfaction in what you're doing. And, um, and so it's motivation for me. I, I look down and remember, oh yeah, I can do this. My family has worked so hard for me, so I need to work hard for them. Yes. If that makes sense. Yeah, you're just you're, yeah.
1: You're, you want to give back, and you want to to all the efforts that they made. You know, yeah, to exactly. to give you choices because exactly. you did have choices, and exactly. you chose what you were passionate about, which is amazing too. What is something that you know people don't know? People at work and people who know you don't know about you. <laughs> they know you're smart, that you're you're super amazing, and you're dedicated to your family and you're yeah. a great wife. But what is something that they don't know about Kelly?
2: So I guess like, as a scientist, you're taught to think logically and rationally. But on the flip side of that, I'm actually a little bit. Um, superstitious. So you'll often see me avoid walking under ladders or not open an umbrella inside or maybe even throw some salt over my shoulder. Oh, that but I, I do still, that but. too. Oh girl, that's.
1: But. And there's one where if you like open up your umbrella and you're in your, ha- in your house, you're not going to get married and things like that. Exactly. I remember I was like, I'm not opening. Umbrella. Exactly. That's amazing. No, no, no. That's, that's- all good. I want to talk about a little bit about like your, now your life as a mom and, yeah. you know, with your five month old baby, like how has it changed, um, your life right now with, with a new job and, you know, and your, your dream job, like how, how is, how's it going?
2: Yeah. So it's been a little tough. Just, um, I think there's always that mom guilt, like having to be at work so much and focus yeah. on work or even when I'm home, like still working. Um, but I, I, I feel like I'm doing it for her, so I hope that she's able to see
1: that in the future. Do you feel like women can do it all? Like, do you feel like we can be, you know, professionals and we can be uh, moms and good wives? Is there a way to balance everything? I, I think so. Yeah.
2: I think there there has to be a way. Um, I think maybe it takes a little bit from one or the other. So maybe you can't be the most optimal mom, or maybe you can't be at work till ten o'clock at night. Um, but you can find ways to increase your efficiency at work or make sure that you're checking in with your um, child um, throughout the day. So I, I think this is there's all a good, good advice for me.
1: <laughs> I told you. I need you on my speed dial so you can give me all that tips. Um but yeah, I mean I agree too, you know, it's yeah. it's about making the time and, and yeah. your priorities and exactly. and doing what makes you happy. Yeah, what advice sure. would you give, Kelly, to like all the girls that are listening and, and just everyone who's listening who's really inspired by your story? Yeah. and sometimes has doubts.
2: I think something that I always try to uh, emphasize when I'm talking to other people is something that I really lived by, and it's um, to really take advantage of every opportunity that presents itself. And if opportunities aren't presenting themselves, then go out and be proactive and find those opportunities in order to to, to, um, to further your goals so yeah yeah. and hopefully have a kelly in your life that can guide you
1: through the way because (laughs) seek them out look for them (laughs) look for them look for them they exist yes (laughs) so let's cheers to that because i think that's a great way to finish (laughs) our podcast today i loved meeting you thank you for being here thank you for
2: having me i appreciate it Cheers. (laughs)
1: Cheers. (laughs) thank you for listening to juntos we shine powered by target don't forget to subscribe
0: Funciona.